Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History final. Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. And we welcome you into Full Slate, a podcast by Degenerates for Degenerates. My name is Greg Frank, flying solo on the first Friday in May you listen to this, which means that the first Saturday in May is just a day away. And for us Degenerates, that means it's time to hit the track as the ponies take center stage on the first Saturday in May. It is the 149th run for the Roses as it's the Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs in Louisville yet again. And uh, we're going to run through the race and give you some uh, horses to play in some exotic tickets and uh, give you some horses that have a good shot to win the race as uh, we'll just run through the 20 horse field and uh, give you some picks as we like to do on this podcast. No guarantees of winners, but obviously, uh, you know, there are no guarantees in this business. So uh, without further ado, let's run through the field. As I said, one through 20, some quick hitting information on each horse as we move along. Let's start with the number one horse hit show, which is a 30 to one horse on the morning line. One of four Brad Cox horses in the race. Brad Cox, a very decorated horse trainer. Uh, This is a horse that uh, would probably be a little bit more intriguing if it didn't draw the dreaded first post, uh, which is a uh, post that has not uh, seen a horse win from since Ferdinand in 1986. Uh, Hit Show did have a runner-up finish in the Wood Wood Memorial, which is one of the bigger Kentucky Derby preps. Uh, So that's a good sign. The speed figures, uh, I always look at those. It's like for, it's kind of like a horse racing analytic uh, buyer speed figures. Uh, You'd love to see triple digits. Uh, He went 93 at the Wood Memorial and 91 at the Withers Stakes on February the 11th. Those do represent the fastest two races of his career. So perhaps not enough speed if the horse does get behind, which tends to be the case out of that first post. You get a little jammed up on the inside, and it can be difficult to make up your ground. So um, with all that said, um, he's got a lot of... he lost a lot of ground at the Wood Memorial uh, and due to the fact that he was on the outside post. So perhaps being on the inside present because when you're all the way on the outside, there's, you know, the turns are wider and you're giving up some ground that way. So now all the way on the inside, a little bit more of a traffic jam to navigate. Um, but somebody that uh, might be a live play in some exotics uh, because of the fact that uh, again, coming in, at least picking up some speed uh, with those figures, as I mentioned, and a runner-up finish at the Wood Memorial. The number two horse is another Brad Cox horse, and that is verifying at 15 to one. Um, and uh, he gave one of the favorites in this race, Tappet Trice, a run for his money in the Bluegrass Stakes, which is another one of the uh, bigger races leading up to the Derby. Uh, and, and the concern here for verifying is, again, this is a horse that, uh, from the research that I did on each horse in this field, verifying likes to get out early and uh, prefers to front run as opposed to use closing speed. And again, 
it's just a little bit more of a traffic jam on the inside when you're getting started. So all of that said, I tend to think that this is a horse that if it were more towards the middle of the field, might be a little bit more favorable. Again, Brad Cox is a highly decorated horse trainer. Uh, and you love the fact that Tappet Trice uh, had all it could handle with verifying in the bluegrass stakes, but probably another horse that I will steer clear of. Two fills is the number three horse at 12 to one. And uh, this is an interesting one because this is a horse that has hit the board and for um, the horse racing gambling novices hit the board means first, second, or third in the race. Uh, and so this is a horse that has hit the board in each of the last four starts that it has uh, ran in. All four of those races were graded stakes races. So that's obviously a, uh, you know, nice sign of the recent form trending in the right direction. Uh, however, this horse did miss the board in a race last year uh, at Churchill Downs, albeit uh, the debut for this horse. So, uh, you know, read into that as you may. I'm just a little leery of some of the inexperience with this horse. Uh, it's the first Kentucky Derby for trainer Larry Ravelli and also the first Kentucky Derby for Jackie jockey Jareth Loveberry. So, um it seems like a horse that is trending in the right direction, uh, but obviously the Kentucky Derby, the cream of the crop uh, when it comes to horse racing and, uh, you know, a first-time trainer and a first-time jockey, only a 12-1 to on the morning line, probably not enough to get me interested. At 20-1 to on the morning line, we have Confidence Game, who has only had two starts in 2023, uh, which a lightly raced horse uh, that is away from the pack. You know, I, I tend to I'll get into some of the uh, longer plays that I think are more interesting. Uh, but if you haven't ran as much and the pedigree would indicate that you're, you know, a mid to long shot in this race, you're already kind of starting up against it as far as I'm concerned. Held on for a stakes race win in Febu late February, February 25th, but that's the last time the horse has ran. So over two months since running, uh, only two starts for 2023 confidence game and not a lot of intrigue for me with the number four horse. The number five horse is Tappet Trice, who is one of the uh, favorite in the, in the race, uh, Todd Pletcher is another highly decorated jockey, and uh, Luis Saez, uh, uh, excuse me, Pletcher is the trainer. Luis Saez, uh, an accomplished jockey in 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 and of himself, uh, will join together on this horse. And uh, five career starts, but has hit the board in all five and has won four straight races. Has Tappet Trice. Uh, two of those races were stakes races, uh, and in both he had a less favorable outside position uh, to run from. Uh, so ideally, you know, if you haven't picked up what I've been putting down on the post positions, you want to be kind of in the middle. Now, obviously, five is not, um, you know, not in that middle third still, like in the eight through 13 range, I guess, would be really the, the optimal spots. But five's not bad. Um, 
And again, this is a horse coming in, running really well, and I think maybe a welcomed change uh, more towards the inside as opposed to an outside post. Uh, and uh, tap it. Uh, if you're not familiar, the sire is kind of like the pedigree that they come from, and the tap it sire uh, is one that is uh, really, uh, you know, like good bloodlines is the word I'm looking for. Is this was a horse that uh, tap it trice that is went for uh, at the. Uh, Yearling purchase when it was up for grabs was purchased for $1.3 million. So, um, you know, that is a sign of uh, some good bloodlines. And again, Tappet was a racehorse that um, has uh, went off in a lot of uh, graded stakes races in 2003 and 2004. So, uh, you know, good bloodlines on this horse, uh, Tappet Trice. Definitely a horse to consider for the Belmont as well because the Belmont is the longest of the three races. The Derby, the middle of the three. Preakness is the shortest one. And uh, I think, like I mentioned, with this horse being able to run well from the outside, longer runs to the finish line uh, would be good for the mile and a half at Belmont Park in a little over a month. But as far as the Derby is concerned, still a horse that uh, I'm definitely going to give a look at. Uh, the trainer, obviously, Pletcher, been there, done that, and uh, a horse that's coming in, having won, as I said, four races in a row. Number six is Kings Barnes at 12-1 to 1 on the morning line. And again, the morning line, uh, for what it's worth, again, these are just uh, ballpark estimates for you of what this these numbers are going to look like on the uh, Saturday morning. Uh, and then they obviously, we see a lot of money come in on these horses on Saturday. Uh, and so it's not like traditional sports betting where you lock yourself into a number and that's that. The odds move as the money move is, moves. So uh, this is just something to keep in mind when we're saying these morning line odds. But nonetheless, Kings Barn, Kings Barnes, excuse me, in at 20 to 1. Is a Pletcher horse with Jose Ortiz aboard the horse um, and three total career starts uh, for Kings Barnes. Uh, I mentioned Jose Ortiz, that Ortiz family. Uh, he's got a brother uh, running in this Kentucky Derby as well. So uh, they are a well-renowned jockey family. Uh, I mentioned three career starts. Did not race as a two-year-old. Two and three is kind of the sweet spot for these horses to run in. Um, and not racing as a two-year-old, little inexperienced, 12 to 1, not great. Uh, three different jockeys as well as uh, in, in those previous three races that the horses ran in. Uh, three different tracks. So just a little too much... Uh, you know, too many moving pieces, uh, too much uh, change, I feel like, to where when I look at this uh, horse with now a fourth different jockey in uh, Jose Ortiz, even though it's an experienced jockey, um, it doesn't seem like the price is going to be long enough for me to include in my exotic ticket, so I will pass on the number six. Number seven, reincarnate at 50 to one. I mean, we did see... Um, uh, you know, uh, Rich Strike at I believe eighty to one on the morning line win the race last year in a historic upset at Churchill Downs. Uh, hard to see that happening again. It's these long shots rarely come in. Uh, we did see Giacomo, who I'll get to in a little bit, uh, in like I believe two thousand five, win the race at fifty to one. Uh, third place finishes for Reincarnate at the Arkansas Derby and the Rebel Stakes, which were some of the better fields that this horse was in leading up to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, so. I, if you can only 
barely hit the board in some of those races leading up to the Derby. I can understand the 50 to 1 price. Again, a lot of these 50 to 1 horses are just throwaways, and that's what I'm doing with Reincarnate. Uh, Mage is the number 8 horse at 18 to 1 on the morning line. This one's a little interesting. Only three career starts. Also didn't run as a two-year-old. Uh, so I talked about the lightly raced horses a little bit. Maybe a little bit of a wider range of outcomes. Luis Saez has been on this horse uh, for the Florida Derby and is now on tap at Trice. So I don't like that when a jockey, and we've seen you see this sometimes with jockeys where they will run previously in the year on a different horse and then when the derby comes they switch horses and that's usually the jockeys uh, tell that obviously the horse they're moving to has a better chance of winning the race which in this case the five Tappet Trice a shorter priced horse than Mage at uh, 18 to 1 so that said um, this is also a horse that tends to break poorly out of the gate which in a 20-horse field is more problematic because if you don't get off to a good start, um, it's just easier to kind of fall through the cracks and get stuck in the weeds a little bit further back. So um, some of the research I did, there's some people that like this horse. um, But again, lightly raced, the jockey switching horses, uh, things that uh, probably steer me away from the number eight. Number nine is Skinner at 20 to one. Gave this horse a long look because this horse has hit the board in three straight races and John Sheriffs, the trainer, won. I mentioned Giacomo in 2005. John Sheriffs was the trainer for Giacomo who is Skinner's trainer and that in and of itself when you see a jockey or excuse me, a trainer be able to win with a horse at that long of a price, now come in at 20 to one on the morning line with Skinner. That's definitely um, you know, something that catches my eye and then also I mentioned some of the uh, sires in the past Curlin is the sire for Skinner Curlin finished third in the Kentucky Derby in 2007 and won the Preakness in 2007 so again some nice bloodlines here some strong closing speed for Skinner he's comfortable coming from uh, the bottom of the pack which is a good sign for some of these long shots if you're looking for them to hit the board remember uh, in your trifecta ticket you're betting on the top three finishers. The super factor ticket is the top four finishers and the exacta ticket is the top two t- uh, finishers. So usually if you want to go for a bigger cash on the tries or the supers, you want to try and look at some of these horses that can close well and snag a fourth or a third uh, to come in on that try or that super ticket. Uh, and Skinner might have that kind of profile. Uh, but again, uh, I, I don't like the change of jockey as uh, Victor Espinoza, who uh, you might remember rode American Pharaoh to a Triple Crown in 2015. Victor Espinoza is off this horse and uh, on the horse is Juan Hernandez, who is a newer jockey who has never ridden in the uh, Kentucky Derby. So uh, don't love that. But Skinner's interesting. And uh, if you wanted to throw him in a trifecta, wouldn't blame you. I went back and forth an awful lot on the 10, practical move. Uh, Possibly an underrated horse. uh, And I say underrated. At 10 to 1, that's obviously a respected price on the morning line. But having said that, uh, this is a horse that has hit the board in all seven of his career starts, which would suggest maybe 10 to 1 is not enough respect for practical move. Tim Yakatine is the trainer, is a former Bob Baffert assisted, of course, Bob Baffert uh, serving a suspension. Uh, so Yakatine, it's interesting, like we uh, talk about this a lot in football and other sports with like coaching trees and uh, which 
coaches have good trees and mentors, you know, mentor other young coaches that go on to do things. Some of that may be going on with Bob Baffert and Tim Yakutin. Uh Yakutin brought this horse up by himself. He has uh, also inherited some horses via Bob Baffert. Um, I mentioned the buyer speed figures. Uh, this is the only horse in the field, practical move, with uh, two triple-digit buyer speed figure to his credit. Uh, so in, in, in two races, he eclipsed 100 on the buyer speed figure metric, uh, which you know do, he's the only horse in this Kentucky Derby field to have done that twice. So I think practical move is absolutely worth investing in, uh, either in some win tickets straight up um, or certainly in exactas and in trifectas. Number 11 is disarm at 30 to 1. And uh, here's a live, I believe, a live long shot, perhaps. Steve Asmussen is 0 for 24 in the Kentucky Derby. Asmussen, the trainer here, he almost had it last year with Epicenter, only to see Rich Strike pull the uh, massive upset. Uh, but second in the Louisiana Derby and then third in the Lexington Stakes. Pretty good fields there. Uh, so, again, uh, we're looking for horses that can maybe hit the board at a long price. Disarm, I think, might have a chance to do that. I also like the jockey, Joel Rosario won the Kentucky Derby a decade ago on Orb and also in 2014 picked up a Belmont Stakes win on Tonalist and won the Belmont again in 2019 on Sir Winston. So uh, disarm at 30 to 1. Uh, keep an eye on him. I know Asmussen 0 for 24 in the Derby, but he got close last year, as I said, with Epicenter and a jockey that, or excuse me, a trainer that just keeps coming back and keeps seemingly giving himself a chance uh, in these uh, Kentucky Derbies. Uh, and hey, if you box, uh, if you use disarm in a trifecta box or an exacta box, and I will also reiterate for the novices, when I say box, that means you're betting every possible combination on your ticket. So if you have disarm number 11 and practical move, Move number 10 in an exacta box. That means you're betting 11 10 and 10 11. So you get you pay a little bit more for the box so that you can get every possible combination. Uh, but in the case of disarm, you know, the long shots, I like to box them because, yeah, you'd love if they hit the board and came in with a second place as a, you know, a place or a show at third. But if they win the race, then that ticket's going to pay even better. So I like to play boxes. I think it's worth uh, ponying up a little bit more at the window. Uh, Jason's Road is the number 12 horse coming in at 15 to 1 on the morning line. Uh, not a lot here for me on this horse. Uh, finished his two year season in an encouraging manner, recording uh, a nice win at the fairgrounds in December, uh, but the speed ratings haven't gotten better in his third year, which is kind of the prime year for these horses. Only two starts this year, um, and this is the longest-priced horse of the Brad Cox horses. I mentioned Brad Cox has four horses in this race, um, and I think it's a little telling that, you know, while still 15-1 to on the morning line is respectable, uh even Brad Cox might tell you this horse might not be the one that is to get him a Kentucky Derby win on Saturday. So with that, we go to another horse that I'll quickly throw out, and that's 13, Sun Thunder at 50-1. to 1. Four starts in 2023 and has only hit the board once. So you don't love that. Uh, the trainer, Ken McPeak, has not hit the board in a start with a Kentucky Derby horse in his last seven tries. So, uh, you know, 
understandably so, the long price there for Sun Thunder. Number 14 is Angel of Empire, and uh, this is probably my favorite of the Brad Cox horses. Six career starts, how about four wins, and one second place finish as well. Flavian Pratt is the jockey, and uh, I mentioned Kings Barnes earlier. Flavian Pratt had been riding Kings Barnes and moved off of Kings Barnes to ride 14 Angel of Empire, so uh, that is certainly something that I look at as as a message being sent from the jockey that he believes this horse could perhaps win the race. And so um, Kings Barnes is out for uh, Flavian Pratt and in is Angel of Empire. The speed figures are getting better and better for Angel and em- Angel of Empire in his last few runs. They're up in every one of his last couple of starts. I think you have to use this horse. Definitely a horse that can win on Saturday. The favorite on the morning line is the 15, Forte, uh, who has won six of his seven career starts. Irad Ortiz, I mentioned Jose Ortiz earlier. Irad Ortiz is uh, one of the top North American Jack and one of the top trainers is, of course, Todd Pletcher. So uh, we have a pretty strong, uh, you know, brain trust here, if you will, with uh, Irad Ortiz and Todd Pletcher on this horse. And uh, this horse won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile in uh, November, which is obviously a good sign because that's one of the marquee races at the end of the year. And, uh, however, I will say that only twice, I saw this, I thought this was interesting, only twice as a horse that won the Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile gone on to win the Kentucky Derby uh, the following May. So, um, you know, just some food for thought there. Recent wins at the Fountain of Youth and the uh, at Gulfstream Park and then uh, the Florida Derby, uh, Forte won, coming from pretty far back. So, uh, you know, oftentimes in every sport we talk about how you like it when your team, your sports team can win with offense, with defense, with pitching, whatever. You know, a good bullpen, good starting pitching in baseball. Well, in this case, you have a horse that can dominate from up front and a horse that Florida Derby run seemed to give a lot of people optimism that this horse can come from behind if need be as well. So a rightful favorite, uh, Forte. Again, six of seven career starts, Forte has emerged victorious. Ray's Kane is the 16 horse at 15 to one. Fourth different jockey for this horse, excuse me, at 50 to one on the morning line. Fourth different jockey for this horse in the last four races. And honestly, I just don't like Raising Cane's fast food. So that might be enough by itself for me to bet against it, for me to throw this horse out at 50 to 1 on the morning line. Number 17, Derma Sotogaki is a 10 to 1 on the morning line, a Japanese horse. And gosh, things have been rough for the Japanese horses in the Kentucky Derby. The horse won the United Arab Emirates. United Arab Emirates Derby. No horse that won the UAE Derby has ever won the Kentucky Derby. That's 0 for 18. Um, Master of Hounds in 2011 won the United Arab Emirates Derby. The finished fifth in the Kentucky Derby. That's the best UAE Derby winner finish in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, And the post position on the outside, not great either. So, Uh, I'll probably take a stand against the number 17. Obviously, the horses coming over from Japan, like it's just a different field that they're up against as well. Uh, So I'll look elsewhere uh, there. Number 18 is Rocket Can. 
just a little bit topsy-turvy, up and down. Uh, not enough consistency for me to feel great. Missed the board in three of seven career starts. Seemed to struggle to find an extra gear when needed uh, in his last start. Finished fourth. And, um, you know, that's also problematic when you're talking about longer-priced horses like Rocket Can at 30-1 to 1 on the morning line. You want them to be able to close well to maybe, as I said earlier in the pod, steal a third or a fourth and come in on your try or your super ticket. Um, and that seems to be an issue for Rocket Can. Uh, Lord Miles uh, and Continue R at 19 and 20 are your last two horses. Lord Miles did win the Wood Memorial, which was a pretty physical race. Um, and, again, you hear physical races. I like that because a 20-horse field, if the horse is used to being battered up a little bit and, you know, jousting a little bit with some other horses and finding ways through traffic, 20-horse field like we're going to see on Saturday at Churchill uh, would lend some perhaps additional comfort for Lord Miles. But the owner, Peter Vegsko, is starting a horse in the Derby for the first time, and so again, whether it's owners, trainers, or jockeys, um, you know, in this race, inexperience, uh, I I don't tend to bet on. So I'll I'll uh, throw out the 19, excuse me, as I will the 20. Continue our. Uh, I talked about it. These long, you know, 50 to one and longer priced horses. Rich Strike was very much an anomaly last year. Only two winners have come from the 20th post. Ironically, Rich Strike was one of them. And then Big Brown in 2008, who was a big favorite and probably was going to find a way to win uh, from reg- any post that he saw. So continue are not somebody I'll use in any tickets. So when I came down to it, there's just a quick little rundown of the 20 horses. There were five that I was really interested in, and it was the 15 Forte, the 14 Angel of Empire, the 10 Practical Road, the 11 Disarm, and the 9, uh, or excuse me, and the 5 Tap It Trice. Um, so it was 15, 14, 11, 10, and 5. And I wanted to play a trifecta box with four of those five, thinking that if I can get three of the four on my ticket to hit the board, that's how I would cash. And so I had to try and find a horse to knock out um, of my five that I like. Um, So uh, the horse I ended up taking off was practical move, uh, in part because of uh, the Yakatine baffert stuff with Baffert not here and Yakatine a little less experienced. Um, and it almost feels a little too good to be true that I mentioned the bear buyer speed figures for practical move with those two triple-digit races. Um, I, I would have expected him to be a little bit shorter than 10 to 1. Uh, so I feel like maybe the odds makers know something that I don't, hence still a double digit price on the morning line. So I wanted to get one real like nicely priced 15 to one or longer long shot in there. And uh, 11 disarm is going to be the one that I give it a shot with. It also feels like disarm the buzz this week from Churchill Downs is he's been like a training beast. You always hear about a few horses in the field that when they train, they just, um, you know, take the breath away of the people that are on the track and it seems like disarm has opened some eyes to say the very least this week with some of his training sessions so uh disarm will be the long shot that i will use uh and then i will also use in my try uh number five tap it trice uh number 14 
Angel of Empire. I will probably have Angel of Empire in some win tickets as well. And number 15, Forte. So uh, you can follow me on gambling Twitter at UndercoverGreg. I'll tweet out all my plays, but I will definitely have a trifecta box of 5, Tap It Trice, 11, Disarm, 14, Angel of Empire, and 15, Forte for you for the run for the Roses. So that's a quick little preview of the 149th Kentucky Derby from your boy. As I said, give me a follow at Undercover Greg on Gambling Twitter, at G underscore Frank 6 for the rest of my shenanigans on the Little Bird app, and uh, shoot the podcast to follow at full underscore slate underscore pod. Our buddy Alex Uplinger does a great job managing that account, so certainly uh, shoot that a follow as well, and he's at Alex underscore up seven on Twitter as well. That'll wrap things up for Full Slate, a podcast by Degenerates for Degenerates. We'll talk to you next time. I I don't know, PGA Championship, Preakness. There will be obviously some more uh, sports to give out, hopefully, winners on. Uh, Until then, everybody, of course, enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs and the NBA playoffs as well, and as always, please play responsibly.